We continue to miss this one vital question when listening to money stories. I'm Dana Miranda, a personal finance educator and founder of Healthy Rich, a platform for inclusive, budget-free financial education. You're listening to our Make Money Better podcast, where we examine ways to earn, manage, save, and spend money with ease and joy. I recently watched the Netflix documentary, Get Smart With Money, where four people connect with personal finance mentors for a year to tackle some money issues that have been stressing them out. It's entertaining in a voyeuristic way to watch a person's money journey, and it's also fascinating as a finance nerd to hear the questions that people ask and see the advice that experts are offering. But in these very personal conversations around money, there was one question I kept not hearing. Why? As mentees bared their stories for mentors and the cameras, I kept waiting to hear the conversation go down this road. Why did you make that spending decision? Why does this feel so difficult for you? Why did you end up in these circumstances? But it never got there. One of the mentors was the author and financial expert, Tiffany Alish, who also goes by the budgetista. Her mentee was a New Jersey mom named Ariana who was working to pay off $45,000 in credit card debt. In one of their conversations, Tiffany asked, what is going on your credit card? Ariana started to explain, saying, I've been doing a lot of Whole Foods deliveries because getting to the... And then Tiffany cut her off there, and she just summed up the budget line item by saying, so food shopping. I don't know what Ariana was going to say, but it sounded like she might have been about to explain why she was spending extra on food shopping, and that could have offered a valid reason that the bill would need to spill onto her credit card instead of coming out of her spending account. This is just one small detail, and I'm not piling on Tiffany Alicia's financial advice in general. She offered mentorship with kindness and care in this documentary, and it's completely possible that deeper discussions were edited out of the final cut. But this is an example of how easily in our culture we skim over these opportunities for deeper discussions about our relationship with money, and we just skip straight to the numbers. Ariana's numbers show that she has that $45,000 in credit card debt, and she also has debt payoff bills that are consuming half of her monthly income. She's working a second job while her husband works overtime, and he covers the household bills. And they're living in a house that's too small for their family, and Ariana is constantly fearing that her car will break down. The documentary only briefly details the origins of Ariana's credit card debt, which brings up some gigantic whys for me. She said, I got my first job out of college and I wound up getting an apartment in New York that I couldn't afford with no savings and it went from there. Brunch was easily like $100 every weekend. My friends were going out and they were always buying new clothes. And then we had kids and then Amazon and Target became things. There are so many opportunities to stop here and ask why, to investigate this experience, to understand how Ariana's circumstances called for credit card use even when it felt out of hand. There are the whys we should ask her in particular, like, why did you feel like you had to keep up with your friend's spending? Why were you drawn to New York City for work? Why did you have kids when you did? And there are the larger whys that we need to be asking about the circumstances she was in. Like, why can't someone with a full-time job in New York City afford to live in that city? Why are women held to such high social and beauty standards? Why does it cost parents so much to raise kids in our culture? There's so much why behind our money moves that tells a much richer story of our relationships with money than a budgeting spreadsheet can ever do. Moving straight towards strategies to spend less ignores the valid reasons that someone is spending the way they are. 
Budget culture beliefs push financial mentors, coaches, counselors, and advisors to ignore the wise and focus on molding people into the frugal, debt-free versions of themselves we imagine are correct. If we continue to frame financial guidance this way, if we continue to fail to address the whole person behind a financial decision, we'll continue to build a culture of financial education that's designed to keep people small so they fit into our chosen boxes, instead of one that builds people up to a place where money truly doesn't run their lives. Do you know someone who could use a broader perspective on work and money? Share this episode to invite them into the conversation. Head to healthyrich.co for more information from today's episode. And while you're there, sign up for the Healthy Rich newsletter to be the first to know when we drop something new. And remember our motto, work should be fun and money should be easy. Thank you for being part of our quest to make money better for everyone.